0: Well, it's good to see you all. Did, uh, did everybody have a good Easter this past weekend? Well, I had a very memorable Easter myself. So you guys, can I tell you guys about it real quick? So um, my, my dad's side of the family, and, uh, and th- all of them decided to get together at a more distant relatives, and they have a horse farm out in Covington, Georgia. Okay. I like horses. I've never actually rode one before. I want to. I didn't then. So that's not my story. So, but they had this, you know, big old horse farm. It was just absolutely gorgeous. So, I was sitting in, you know, pretty secluded spot the ha- a nice big house, sitting on a lake, and of course they had the stables, they had about six horses or something like that running around, they also had some goats, so it was just absolutely uh, gorgeous scenery, it was fun getting all the family together, but that's not, a, that's not what made it such a memorable Easter for me. Have you guys ever heard of an Easter egg fight? Raise your hand if you've ever heard of that. Okay, so a couple of you guys, but most of you know I really hadn't heard of it either, but my that part of the family, they have this they are just insane. They have this tradition of an Easter egg confetti war. All right, and it is all out war. So this is what they do. They take these eggs, real eggs, and then they, you know, drill a small hole, get the contents out, then they stuff it with confetti. All right? And so then Went, and they had, get this, over 100 dozen eggs at this thing, okay? So they, ha- they were not playing at all. So they got the eggs, and then when it was time, they just went at it, and it was just all-out war. Now, me, I'm trying, I don't want to have any part of that, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to stay inside the house, just watching from the for- front porch, trying to stay low-key. Well, guess what? They, do you think they let me get away with that? No, they didn't, so next thing I know, here comes this lady, I don't even know who she is, she's dragging me literally out of the house saying, he hasn't got hit yet, he hasn't got hit yet, drawing all the attention to me, next thing I know, they start coming for me, it's like mad dogs coming for, you know, fresh meat, and so, me, I'm, I'm forget this, I jump over the front porch, off of it, run down, jump another fence, keep running, alright, so, wasn't doing it, but unfortunately came back, you know, waited them out a little bit. One dude came after me, gave up, and then they, uh, they said, they said, all right, Tony, it's over, you can come back, you can come back. So I come up to check on my wife, who got egged, and again, my family, it's not just, you know, throwing eggs at each other or cracking them overhead, it's down the shirt, it's down the pants, it's down the dress, so they had already put a bunch down her. And then when I come up, they got me. They all ambushed me, and you can put the picture up to show them, so they were, they they jumped me, grabbed me, cracked them down all over, and then to add insult to injury, my wife, who originally wasn't participating, who now was at that time, she egged me too, so it was just crazy, alright, so that was my Easter, very memorable, how many of you guys would have had fun doing something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it you can, that's what my wife said too, but uh no, no, no. It wasn't eggs. It was conf- it was a uh, confetti. But anyway, so that was my Easter. So, that being said, like Pastor Vaughn said, we are closing out the anchored series. If you guys enjoyed it, hopefully learned something, raise your hand if you've enjoyed it or learned something. All right, so that's a good bit of you, so that's good. And so I want to do a quick recap and then I'm going to dive into what we're doing tonight. So, Pastor Tommy, he kicked off the series and he was talking about what? I know, it's way back. I I he was talking about Adam and Eve. He went all the way back to Genesis, and he was talking about how Adam and Eve fell. They introduced sin into the world, okay? And then he talked about how uh, God has this big master plan in order to uh, save us from the corruption of sin and through a Messiah. And he talked about how All the way back in Genesis, you can see in the very first verses, when God created light, that God had a plan for salvation to to redeem us. And then in his second sermon, Pastor Tommy looked at all the prophecies that were, or some of the prophecies that pointed to this Messiah, which were ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And then last week, Pastor Stephan uh, talked about the cross, and he said that there were Three reactions to the cross, right, Caleb? And so he said that there were three reactions that people had then, and those are actually the same three reactions that we have toward Jesus today. And so um, I'm picking it up here. And so obviously we know that the story didn't end there because we just celebrated Easter. So what happened after the cross? The resurrection, that's right. Jesus rose again from the dead. And so tonight, my, my sermon is titled, Anchored in the Resurrection. And so I am absolutely fired up about this topic, and so I hope that you guys are ready to go on this journey with me. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll dive in. Father God, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, Lord God. I thank you for what you've already done in this service and for what you're still going to do. So, Lord, I just pray that you will move, that you will open hearts, ears, and minds this day. Have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, I want to give, uh, start by giving a quick overview of everything that happened with the resurrection. So, we know Jesus died on the cross, then he was quickly buried in a tomb. And then the tomb was guarded by Roman soldiers, and then they actually put a Roman seal on it as well. A stone rolled over to lock it in as well and then on the morning of the third day an angel descended from heaven freaked the soldiers out they passed out and then he the angel rolled the stone away and then um... so then jesus resurrected alright and so then through uh, the women mary magdalene and some other women came to the tomb saw jesus wasn't there and then they, uh, through a series of events, Jesus appeared to the women and the other disciples. Then, after a period of forty days, Jesus stayed with them, and then he ascended into heaven. Does all that sound kind of familiar? Raise your hand if you're tracking with me. Is all that pretty much old news, right? That's what I figured. So, um, so we know. We all kind of know. If you've been in church or you've been raised in a Christian home, we all kind of know. Jesus died on the cross, rose again from the dead. But I think. Sometimes that this is something we take for granted How do I know that it's something we take for granted? Well for one thing I look at the way that we worship when we're doing a song about the resurrection There's not too many of them. These were a lot more popular when I was your age But whenever there's like an upbeat song about the resurrection, I don't know about you guys But I just can't contain myself. I just can't stand there. I just can't clap. I just can't sing Because it gets me so excited It gets me so pumped up that I just have to dance, I have to jump around, I have to move because it's so amazing what happened with the resurrection. And in church services in general, I've I've found that, I don't know about you guys, I've seen there's a kind of a tendency to either just reference the resurrection kind of casually in passing or to not even mention it at all. And that's so sad to me because Christianity would not be a major religion if it weren't for the resurrection. Let's look at what Henry Morrison has to say about this. The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the crowning proof of Christianity. If the resurrection did not take place, then Christianity is a false religion. If it did take place, then Christ is God and the Christian faith is absolute truth. And even more than this, if it weren't for the resurrection, you and I couldn't be saved. Let's look at what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14 and 17. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain, your faith also is vain. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless, you are still in your sins. You see, so I'm assuming that you all know that Jesus' death on the cross is a critical, absolutely critical part for our salvation. But without the resurrection, if the resurrection had not happened, there would be no salvation. Christianity would be dead. And and I want to show you guys this in Scripture as well. In Romans 4, 23 through 25. Now, um, the context of this verse, it's referring to the verse in Genesis where it says, And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So Paul says the words, It was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. So justification is just a a fancy theological word that means in right standing with God or simply righteous before God. And so Paul says here that Jesus' death was in order to take the punishment for our sins. But he says that in order for the work of salvation to be complete, Jesus also had to rise from the dead because it is by faith in his resurrection that we are justified, that we are saved, that we are made righteous before God. You see, Jesus really died. You guys believe this? Say amen. Jesus really died, and he really rose again. But that doesn't mean automatically that everyone is going to heaven. You see, he bore everyone's sin so that everyone would have the opportunity to go to heaven, but the way that a person goes to heaven is not only by believing in his death, but in his resurrection. You see, there are plenty of atheists, plenty of atheists out there who will tell you that they believe Jesus was a historical figure who really lived and was executed by the Romans on a cross. But if you ask those same atheists if they believe Jesus rose again from the dead, they will look at you like you are crazy. They will say that you are believing a myth. They are saying that You're out of your mind. But this is why the resurrection fires me up so much. Because I know it's not a myth. All right? I know that he's alive. And because the tomb is empty, I know that he's alive. Because the tomb is empty, I know that he's the Messiah and my Savior. Because the tomb is empty, I know that I'm forgiven and redeemed. Because the tomb is empty, I know that he's coming back for me. He's alive. He's alive, hallelujah, he's alive. Somebody give the Lord some praise if you believe it in this place. So Jesus' death and resurrection is not only the most important moment in all of history, but it's also the most important moment in each and every one of your lives for all of eternity. So I want to take this a little bit deeper make it a little bit more personal than it already should be tonight by asking you guys a question, which is, how do I live the resurrected life? And you can fill that in on your handouts. To go with our theme as well, we could also word this question, how do I remain anchored to the resurrection? So in order for this to make sense, I need to give a little um, side story rabbit trail, So how do I live the resurrected life? So scripture teaches us that when you get saved, you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Okay, that's something that's, you know, kind of mystical, spiritual, something that you can't really fully wrap your head around or prove. So just go with me. Can you guys just nod your head? Just go with me on it. But so you're in Christ. Christ is in you. And part of this is that when you are saved, you actually, Michael, you actually participated with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Even though you physically weren't there, and it was Christ who did it all, but when you're saved, you become a part of that because you're in Christ and he's in you. And so baptism is actually a symbol of this. You know, one of the first things you're supposed to do when you get saved is to be baptized as a profession of your faith. And it symbolizes this because when you go under the water, that symbolizes you dying and being buried with Christ. And then when you come out of the water, that symbolizes your resurrection with Christ, that new life. So your old sinful nature was crucified and died with Christ so that His resurrection life can flow through you. Amen? Amen. And so now that all that's explained, back to our question. How do I live the resurrected life? Let's look at Colossians 3, 1 through 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So Paul tells us here. He's saying to the Colossians, you've been raised with Christ. So what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to act? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to set our minds on things above or for your handouts. I'm going to just simplify it to change your mindset. How do I live the resurrected life? Change your mindset. I want to read this same verse, Colossians 3, 1 through 2, out of the Message Bible. It gives a nice kind of twist, a nice perspective on it. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. So again, his Christ, see things from Christ's perspective. Change your mindset. And see, so it's, it's pretty easy to tell if somebody has changed their mindset or not. You know how? Scripture tells us that what you do is a direct result of where your mindset's at. So if somebody's lying and cheating and cussing and gossiping and if they're um, lusting and all that sort of thing, you can tell if they're doing those things, you can tell they haven't changed their mindset. Because where their mindset at is what they'll do. But on the flip side, you can tell somebody has changed their mindset by being in the Word, by being in prayer, renewing their mind if they have the fruit of the Spirit. You guys know the fruit of the Spirit, right? You guys learned songs about it in elementary. I'm not going to play one, so don't worry. But I do want to put it up there for us. Galatians 22 through 23. Let's read this together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That was a little rough. You guys guys can read, right? It was right there for you. It's on your handout. you, you, you You guys are with me, right? Okay. Just making sure. This is pretty basic. I don't know how to make it any simpler for you. Okay. But so if somebody has the fruit of the Spirit. If you can see, man, Joshua, he's got so much love. If you can see, man, John Anthony, he's got so much joy. If you can see, man, Mariah, she's got so much patience. If you can see these things in their life, then you can tell, man, they've changed their mindset. Uh, One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy, and most people actually would consider me a pretty joyful person. I don't know if you guys would believe this or not, but most people who know me consider me to be a joyful person. In fact, there was one person who stopped me in the hall, one of the pastors here, just the other day, and he was telling me, man, you, you are always smiling. He was like, man, I don't think there's ever been a time I've seen you where there hasn't been a smile on your face. But it wasn't always that way for me. When, I, I remember back when I was in elementary or middle school, somewhere in there, that, you guys all right? Gentlemen, stay with me. It's all right. You can get the ball back after service. Thank you. All right. So, there is a, um, I think you guys threw on my story. All right. So, back to it. So, when I was in elementary or middle school, I noticed the other kids, and I was like, man, they're laughing all the time, they're smiling, and then I I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, man, my face is so gloomy. He's like, I don't smile much, I don't laugh much, I feel like I'm such a, like a gloomy looking person. I didn't like that about myself, and so I determined I changed my mindset and said, I don't want to be known as, oh, there's Tony, the serious guy. He never smiles, you know, always just looking that way. And so I changed my mindset and said, I want to be known as a joyful person. And so it took time, and it took effort. But from that day forward, when I changed, when I made the decision to change my mindset, my behavior began to come in line with my mindset, and so that t- I've gotten compliments, not just that one time, I've gotten compliments tons of times about my joyful demeanor. Amen? You guys see that? So, in recap, how do we become anchored to the resurrection? Change your mindset. Change your mindset. All right, let's try this one more time. How do you become anchored to the resurrection? Change your mindset. And what is the evidence that you have changed your mindset? All right, fruit of the Spirit. That's what I was going for. But, oh, yeah, I heard a lot of right answers. But the fruit of the Spirit, if you are producing the fruit of the Spirit, then that is evidence you have changed your mindset. And so, I want to ask you guys one more question as we're bringing it to a close, Cameron. So, Pastor Tommy, he asked this question in his second sermon What are you anchored to? And we've been reiterating, Pastor Fawn reiterated it last week, and I want to reiterate it again. What are you anchored to tonight everybody in this room pastor tommy told us is anchored to something is it to christ or is it to something other than christ because i'm here to tell you guys tonight that christ is the only reliable thing you can anchor yourself to everything else will lead to emptiness and disappointment but if you decide i'm going to anchor my life to christ everything else will be taken care of as well. It's the one thing, the one thing that really matters, the one thing you have to get right. And so i want to close tonight by speaking to three groups. So give me your best attention here as we, as we kind of bring this to a close. Three groups tonight. First group, those of you who you've heard this message, maybe you've heard this whole series, and you are not yet ready to commit your life to Christ. But you are interested in doing more research about Christianity and about Jesus. And if that's you in this place tonight, I applaud you. Because making a decision for Christ is not something that should be rushed into. Not something that should be made flippantly if you're not ready to really count the cost. So if that's you tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. My second group would be those of you who, again, you've heard this message. Maybe you've heard this series, and tonight's the night. You are ready to surrender your life to Christ. You believe that he died and rose again for your salvation, and you're ready to make him your Lord tonight. And then my third group, which hopefully would be everyone else, you're saying that you are saved in this place tonight, and you want me to pray for you that you will walk that you will live the resurrected life by changing your mindset so that you can bear the fruit of the Spirit. If I can have my leaders go ahead and come forward, and if everyone would close your eyes and bow your heads. All right, so I want to go ahead and start going back through these three groups. So every head bowed, every eye closed, every eye closed. If you're in this place tonight and you fell into the first group, you are wanting to research Christianity and Jesus more. You're intrigued, you're interested, you know you're not saved, but you want to do some research. If that's you, would you just boldly put your hand up so I can see it tonight? Hands all over the place, praise God. All right, if that's you in this place, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to take a bold move. I want you to stand to your feet right now, if that's you. If you want to research Jesus right now, you have privacy, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want you to stand to your feet. All right, and as you've stood, praise God, several of you, several, come forward. Come get with the leader right now while the heads are bowed and the eyes are closed. Come right now. My second group, those of you who are saying tonight's the night. You're ready to seal the deal. You're ready to... Commit your life to Christ. Would you raise your hand boldly so I can see that? Is there anybody in here tonight? I need. To, I don't see any hands. All right, there's the hand. Praise God. Any other hands? Now's the time. Praise God. So I want you to come forward, sir. Eyes bowed, he- eyes closed, heads bowed. Come get with the leader so that they can pray with you and get you the resources. Leader resources are in the corners of the room. All right, my last group, which would be the majority of you, I'm assuming. Those of you who say you're saying you're saved, but you want me to pray for you that God, that you would live the resurrected life by changing your mindset and producing the fruit of the spirit. That's you. Would you just raise your hand so I can pray over you? Hands going up all over the place. You guys can put them back down. Father God, I thank you so much. For these hearts that are tender before you, Lord God. These that are your children, Lord God. And they are wanting to live the resurrection life, Lord God. And so I pray that with power, your spirit will come upon them, Lord God. I pray that they will change their mindsets, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, that they will produce the fruit of the spirit. That they will produce fruits in keeping with repentance, Lord God, as they change their mindsets. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.